It is, of course, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment update. Um, a big shout out. We're going to talk about this, of course. It's dominated social media. I don't know that I have to see in the story that that at least was in as many black people's uh, I I don't know if I've seen a story that had seemed to capture the attention of black people across the country, regardless of political stripes or religion or, you know, orientation. Black people are, are very engaged about this ass whooping that happened in Montgomery. Man, um, listen. <laughs> yeah, they're very engaged about it. Yeah. Um, and I have some interesting theories as to why. We're going to talk about that on a note from the GED section. And but FYI, it's very in- interesting updates for you as well when we get Damn. into what's yeah. trending. So <laughs> it's going to are all kind of angles, but, but suffice it to say, there the, the myth that black, black people can't swim was at least dashed by one dude. Oh, I'm not saying everybody can swim. One dude. Um, he changed it from a triathlon to a try me athlon. I think that's going to be. When you swim to whip some ass, you're a bad dude. Because I know I'd have been too tired to get out the pool. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you one thing. He was trying that in a small town, by the way. (laughs) Yes, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, That's Jason Aldean. There you go. Yeah. Very interesting um, um, turn of events, I should say. Um, You're going to update us as to what is happening. Um, And I'm probably going to do this note tomorrow. But um, it's interesting because, as I recall, about two weeks ago, wasn't the country just praying for Jamie Foxx? Weren't they all praying for him? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting how you go from being prayed prayed for to prayed upon. Um, It's very interesting. And um, how even... Being, uh, you know, having a turn with death or potentially dying or having, you know, a potentially fatal outcome doesn't change people trying to tear you down, which is yeah, an interesting question. Um, happy birthday to Megan Good. Happy birthday to Roger Federer. Happy birthday to Dustin Hoffman. Happy birthday to J.C. Chazes. Uh, happy birthday to Countess Vaughn. Happy birthday to, of course, Marsha Ambrosius. Happy birthday to Cute Kumo D. Happy birthday to Deborah Lee. Now, is it Deborah Lee that became your sorority sister yes uh, indeed Deborah Lee okay she is Deborah now, Lee. Uh, Sorry now now Delta Sigma Theta <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Donnie Moles who is Ralph Mo- Ma- Ralph Mouth on uh, happy days happy birthday to Deborah Norville uh, posthumously of course happy birthday to Jerry Tartanian happy birthday to Joe Tex I got you uh huh huh thought I didn't get you <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> happy birthday to, of course, Matthew Henson, uh, the first African-American explorer who discovered the North Pole. But uh, but Robert Perry stole the credit. Robert Perry is the junior high I went to in Los Angeles. Yeah. Went to Robert Perry. Oh, wow, look at you. How long did you go there? Uh, <laughs> as long as you go to junior high school. What do you mean? They didn't hold me I mean, back. I'm just saying, you know. As long yeah. as you go to junior high school. But I didn't even know. Like, I, I wish uh, I would have never gone there knowing he stole from a black man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, happy birthday to our own uh, fearless leader, Skip Cheatham. Um, happy birthday, gonna do- oh, Yeah, that's you. it. That's all Chip we got. We got nothing else. That's it. Chip and Skip. <laughs> <laughs> we have got a great show lined up for you. Of course, uh, Jasmine will finally tell us what's trending. I'm going to have a little note from the GED section. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. what is trending. Jasmine. What, man? Let uh, tell these people what's trending. Well, of course, everybody is still talking about this. I don't even know what to call it. This <laughs> this whooping that took place uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, and a yes. lot of a lot of the information now is 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 still funny. You know, all of the the memes and the fights and the Luther Vandross a chair is still a chair, and you know, people reenacting what they saw. But a lot of people are now sharing more information regarding about you know the fact that Montgomery was a central point you know in the history of slavery and segregation and certainly in lynchings when right. you think about the number right. of them that took place. The fact that the, right. the boat was called the Harriet too. the fact that that particular right. dock is where a lot of slaves were brought, and and the fact that the invention of the steamboat itself is what allowed a lot of enslavers to ship directly to that center via that same Alabama River right. that that young black man jumped into to help his brethren. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but you do know uh, Montgomery has its first black mayor, Stephen Reed, of who course, happens to be a course. Q, by the way. I don't yes, know if I, we interviewed him on the show. That's right. And so one yes. of the things he was saying was, well, look here, <laughs> we, you know, we, we needed to take care of this and that man deserved his justice. So clearly 
already it seems like a lot of people, including a lot of white people, are taking the side of not only the dock worker, but also a lot of people who jumped in to assist him. Because, you know, obviously, if you saw the video from beginning to end, we saw how it all started. We also saw that there was about th- three, maybe four white men who were jumping on this black man before everybody came. It to would look event. like seven at first. It was, it was like yeah, six it was a or lot. seven. It was a lot. But I think that yeah. and when he first got hit, it was one guy who actually, you know, pushed him and hit him. And then everybody began to come in. <laughs> and then when he threw that cap up, I don't know if that <laughs> man, was let like me tell you something. signal. But it man. was so many funny memes, but somebody <laughs> did did Aletha Adams. You can reach me by rail when you can meet you. Oh my God, that made me. <laughs> oh my God, Aletha, Aletha Adams and this dude oh, is swimming man. and running. Man, that made me laugh so hard, man. man. Oh, it was just crazy. Man, and then, of let me you tell you the, the portion where the black dudes are coming down the ramp and they take their shirts off, and you know they're oh going to fight. Yep. <laughs> You know what? I bet them white people thought that was Amistad. And I swear to God, it looked just like it. I'm telling it you. Like them it just broke off that boat and was getting ready. It looked like Sin Q and all them. I'm, I was like, wow. This Let's is- not leave out the sisters because, you know, some sisters jumped yep. in and was giving it yep. to them, too. And nobody was spared. The women, yep. they didn't care. They yep. were getting everybody. So, you know, yep. they are saying that they are in doing further investigation. They're going to be looking at more videos because, of course, they have, I think, four active warrants that have been uh, initiated. They still they've made arrests, obviously. And as uh, we talked about already, they've released the names of some of those white individuals that they arrested. But, you know, they're alluding to the fact that they're probably going to make more arrests. Mm. Well, I, I think that um, it wasn't just the violence for me. It, you know, I thought, I, you know, I like to see somebody get their just desserts, especially somebody that is trying to bully somebody, which is exactly what that was. I think that black people feel bad. I mean, feel I think. We've obviously seen a lot of terrible things be meted out. Of, well, we'll talk about this on note from the GED section. I think that um, it wasn't just about the ass whooping um, um, that I think made people rejoice, although it was very funny. But, I, you know, it was, it, was, it was to me about a lot of things. And I think it's one of the first times in a very long time where regardless of where we came from, what we believe or who we worship or who we love or what we just, how we decide to vote, I think that it's one of the first times in recent memory where I think black people were pretty much on one accord. Well, yeah, I think black people are tired. You know what I mean? We've seen a lot via social media and a lot of times we've seen where white people have, you know, meted out their anger and and racist biases against us. And I think this one time they was like, not today, not today. Well, also trending, uh, Neo has stepped in a little bit of controversy, a little bit, but he has doubled down and said, I am not apologizing for my opinion. So he appeared, uh, I guess, on a a podcast where he talked about, you know, um, he has love for the LGBTQ community and, and, and doesn't care anything about how people want to live their lives however you know he was like I don't think it's okay to you know allow children to make those decisions and he was like you know when people came for him you know regarding his trans comments he was like listen I don't apologize for having an opinion on this matter he's like I'm a 43 year old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls and he was like this is my reality and if and if my opinion has offended somebody he was like I apologize for you why would I let a child make his mind up about anything I can't can't, a child can't go to a movie without my permission, right? Unless yeah. you have a certain age. A child can't go on a trip without my permission, right? A child can't see a doctor or have a medical procedure without my permission. A child, uh, if if he if he breaks the law and there is some fiduciary responsibility or some monetary um, fine placed upon him, who has to pay it? So why would I listen to somebody that is in every single way my dependent? Right. Why would I? Why would I give them you know a say over? You know, things that they are not mature enough to make decisions about. Well, I love the fact that he says, I will not be bullied into apologizing for having an opinion. And then says, if I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where I don't need to be in. I mean, I don't, I don't, don't, he got four boys. I mean, I think four or five boys and two girls, five boys and two girls. I tell you what, you're going to wear these pants to looking forward to get your, this is is it for me. You're going to wear these pants so you can get your own. (laughs) Do whatever you want after you're paying for it yourself. You ain't going to put, you ain't going to put, you ain't going to put that on my insurance. (laughs) 
ain't gonna happen on my insurance. <laughs> Wait till you get your own. You're right. Yeah, you you you, you go to you can get your own Kaiser or Blue Cross Blue Shield and do what you want to. But as long yeah. as it's on, it's my it's out of my deduction, out of my paycheck. We're gonna have to do it my way. This, of course, is the D.L. Hughley Show. So by now, I'm sure many of you or most of you have been made aware of what happened in Montgomery. Uh, Alabama on uh, this weekend uh, where a man doing his job telling people where they couldn't put their boats was accosted by a bunch of people. Now, I got to tell you, the memes were hysterical. The compilations were funny. I think some of the nicknames, I think that uh, there have, I don't know that there's been anything uh, from a social media perspective that has been that funny in a very long time. But I also can't recall a time when that many people from all walks of life, when that many people from all kinds of orientations, all kinds of educations, all kinds of political uh, stripes, different perspectives, all agreed on one thing. And I see a collective pride. There was so much pride everywhere I went. I remember I, I initially was in Charlotte. Uh, when this had happened, then I had flown through the airport and I had come arrived in New York and everywhere I went, every single time I ran across a black person, invariably they would mention this thing. And it wasn't because somebody finally got their comeuppance. It wasn't because, uh, you know, you, you, you got to meet out some level of justice. It was because I believe in my estimation. How many times have we watched someone in social media, on social media, or on the news, or uh, you know, in in other kinds of medias, watch someone get beaten or disrespected or called out of their name. And how many times have we said, you know what? I wish I was there when something like that happened. How many times have we uh, get, got to sit idly by where something like that happened and only go, man, if I, if I were there when that happened? Well, apparently, a lot of people who felt like that were. Especially to everybody. I mean, there were so many things like the man throwing up his black cap. So apparently now we have an antidote to the MAGA red hat is the black one. Apparently now we don't have to. We can make our own events, not a triathlon, but a try try me athlon. The nicknames were hilarious, but there was a, 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 a specific sense of pride that was palpable. It was palpable. There, it was it was proud. You were proud to watch people be everything that society has told us that we're not or they don't stick together or they can't swim or they turn the other way. This time on this day, at that very moment, I think black people coalesced, saw something that was wrong and did something about it. They didn't wait. They didn't see what's going on. They didn't go, well, maybe he bought it on itself. It ain't none of my business. You know, I mind my own. None of that happened. People, uh, when Aletha Adams said, Aletha Adams said, get here if you can, they did. And they came to the aid of someone. And it's interesting how silent the media is about it. It's interesting how, you know, no one's making really. I remember this. I remember uh, uh, a couple of months ago, a young man choked another man to death on the subway train, held him by his neck for 15 minutes till he was dead. And that man was heralded as a hero. That man was uh, singled out by political uh, 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 people, uh, people running for president, governors, police officers, mayors. They said that a man who hold, held another man t- uh, uh, by the neck till he was dead for 15 minutes was a good Samaritan. But what I saw the other day, what I saw this weekend um, was all these people coming to the aid of a stranger and putting themselves in harm way just to stop thugs from attacking a man just doing his job. And the narrative is, is abjectly silent. It's, it's no one saying the types of things that they said when we watched a man choke another man to death. I don't think anything is more Good Samaritan-like than coming to the aid of someone you don't know against odds you haven't estimated doing the thing that you know to be right. And they came and they put themselves in harm's way. And for that, we are thankful. And also, I think that they gave black people something that we haven't felt in a very long time, regardless of where we come from, who we believe, who we love, who we worship, how we vote. On this day, I think black people felt something that we haven't gotten a chance to feel collectively as a long for a very long time. And that was a tremendous sense of pride. I only hope we continue to hold on to it. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show.
Facebook users have one month left to, to claim their piece of a massive $725 million class action lawsuit settlement. Meta recently agreed to pay the amount uh, that it owed people because it used personal data, I guess, shared to third parties. So if you were a Facebook user between May of tw- May 24th, 2007 uh, and December 22nd, 2022, you are eligible for a cash payment. Now you can file online or by mail, but the deadline is August 25th. You better hurry up and get that $7.43. That's pretty much what it's going to amount to. Come I'm on telling now. you to deduct, uh, you know, the, the court fees, lawyers the attorneys. The lawyer's going to get the most. Well, the attorneys will get the most, but also, well, no, actually, who's going to get the most are the three, I think it was three or four people who actually filed the claim. So they say that they will get the most, but then the, the court fees and the attorneys come next. And then I think there's something else that happens. And then anybody who, who's left, you could get yeah. a whopping $100. Congratulations. Wow. Hey, 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 well, that's, hey, hey you a know what? It's more than you had. I'm yeah. telling more than you. Had. So here's some good news. Uh, The FDA has approved a new hormone-based medication to treat postpartum depression. Unlike typical antidepressants... Good news for who? (laughs) Well, for women. Nobody on this show. (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) Nobody on this show. Anyway, you can't have will you, will postpartum you, you depression when this? your baby fifty years old. <laughs> you can't have that. First of all, I don't do news for myself. I do it for the people. Okay, okay? I'm just saying. There's a lot of all people. Right. Our right. our de- demographic right. is right. females. Okay, you're fair. So let me That's get fair. on and get them That's this information fair. about this That's postpartum. Fair. All right. That's fair. So again, there is a new hormone-based medication to treat postpartum. It's un- it's not not like the typical antidepressants, which take a lot of time to build up in the system. This drug is designed to work quickly and can be taken for a very short period of time. Uh, now, it does come with warnings saying that it might interfere with a person's ability to drive or perform risky tasks. That sounds like Jack Daniels. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> you got pregnant in the first place. That's what it sounds like to me. Risky tasks. <laughs> Right, it's, it's, it's sound, it sounds like tequila to me, but you go on and keep I a little story going if you want to. to. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, thank you for that. Why do you think, um, first off, in addition to it being funny, why do you think that there was such a, such a sense of pride among uh, black people behind the uh, Montgomery brawl? Why do you think that that was, I think, the overall uh, emotion. Why do you think uh, black people are so proud? What do you think, what do you attribute that to? Uh, 877-242-2426. Also, just up on Twitter at D.L. Hughley Radio or on Facebook, the D.L. Hughley Show. And of course, our website is the D.L. Hughley Show.com. All right, we are going to be getting to your calls directly. A lot of pride. Did Jasmine, did you see, would you say a lot of people were very proud? I mean, people were speaking that they would be at work, like if somebody worked at a store or at an airport. Uh, I remember getting on the plane, I was getting on the American, and like, did you see them people get their ass whipped? I mean, they were very, like, they were. So why do you think uh, that they were, uh, you know, so proud? Um, that's the question we're going to pose to you. 877-242-2426. We get into your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. The question that we're asking the the Montgomery, Alabama brawl. Why do you think that there was such pride in that? Because I don't think people were pride, proud just of the violence. I mean, I just, you know, per se, in and of its own, like in a holistic way, I don't think they were very proud of that, just that. But um, we're going to go to our social media platform. What are they saying out there, Skip Cheatham? It's your birthday boy. What are they saying out there? Yo, Chuck in Cedar Hill said it was about time we looked more like Malcolm X than Martin Luther King. Yeah, that's just his viewpoint. Yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time, well, well let me tell you something. <laughs> when King was in in, Mon- in in Montgomery, Alabama, it was a decidedly different uh, tone. Oh yeah, when he was when he was there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I I don't think it was just the violence. I don't. I I think that um, um, you know, there was a lot to be <laughs> proud of, but it was just everything came together in a hilarious touching beautiful way and, <laughs> that's, and, that's a nice way to put it I, I I mean I don't know I think it was the violence I don't think it was necessarily about um, you know I don't know out to, to, to really kill someone I think it is it was a build up 
of thousands and thousands statistically shown of Karen situations throughout this country. I think it was watching a lot of our black men being slaughtered in the streets and, and no accountability. I think it was. And if you think about it, every time something like this happens, we always say they well, they don't understand. We not we not our grandparents, you know, and we've been saying that, but we've never seen an active display of it. And so I think for the first time, you know, even Skip, we've had this conversation before. How come they don't come to the hood and do that? Or how come they don't? And I think in this particular case, they happen to be at the right place at the right time. And I think they were looking for the I, opportunity to help. That was it was it's coming from everywhere. everywhere. I'm like, this is crazy. Well, I mean, it dropping doesn't hurt. Out the skies, yeah. out the like, water. man, that was hilarious. But you got a boat full of them. You got a boat full of black folks waiting to get but you off know to what? help. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, like everybody saw what was happening with George Floyd. Yes, tape. They didn't re- respond. Everybody seen any number of incidences. People taped. They didn't respond. A lot of times people have seen things that were that egregious and they didn't, uh, they just were content to make a video record of it and post it on social media and I think but, but this time but I think time, the difference in those cases though I think uh, there was police involved because there were police involved. right it's a little different, but in little this different. particular case uh, it was an average Joe a white, an average okay. white man <laughs> and his compadres jumping on a black dude and so I think it looked like okay this is level this is this is equal playing ground right here and I think that's why they jumped and I think if there had been like in George Floyd's case a lot of police there decidedly different mm. yeah I, I think what are we gonna say, Junior? I think overall the 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 pride would come from the uh, sentiment not today. That's what it looks That's like. That's right. You know, right. That is right. over. This part is over. I mean, if you look at the media, yeah. you know, you with, with the Donald Trump stuff and all this other things, it seems like you know the right is is gaining ground, and you know it's they're trying to bring it back to the old days. And yeah. everybody out there was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today, uh, not today, not on my watch. I tell you what, uh-uh. they won't have on that pier no more. No chairs ever again <laughs> on that pier. They will not. <laughs> if they have chairs there, they, 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 they're going to have futons, but not chairs. You'll yeah. never pick. They will be bolted down. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nerf chairs. You yeah, not... Beanbag chairs. That's it. That's yeah, let me tell you something. Right now, the Alabama State Legislature is passing all the can no longer have chairs at any large <laughs> gathering. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to your calls in a bit. Why do you think uh, there seems to be such a sense of pride? 877-242-2426. More of your calls are coming up in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your uh, Indictment update. Uh, uh, so why do you think uh, the Montgomery brawl? I mean, it's songs about it already. Um, certainly <laughs> a lot of videos. Why do you think... There was such a, such a sense of pride. I remember talking to somebody and said, and they said, you know, the only thing I had a problem with was, you know, that woman getting hit with that chair. And I was like, really? Mm. 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 I mean, mm. I I can't think of anything that happened that, of course, I don't condone violence at all. But I can't think of anything happened that made me go, oh, they shouldn't have. I don't yeah. have any of that. I mean, I did Maybe say- they shouldn't have. That the woman and and the only reason I said that and obviously that's why he was arrested arrested right away was that she was already down her head she was already pretty much out of it and the dude yeah. walked over and was like you know what that's not enough let me hit you yeah. again Bro, he blacked again. out he was swinging chairs yeah, he was just swinging he was, just taking he was that already sh- down she was uh, no know, longer he didn't threat. So at that point I was like any, I, I will re- okay I wait will though what not I said. one what about the white I guy who was trying to help anything. I didn't, okay, I can just say this again. I've seen it 80 times. I played it backwards. I played it back so, uh, I played it back so many, when I, when I reversed it, it looked like the black dude jumped on all seven of them at first, but uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see anything that I went, oh, they shouldn't have. I don't think anything. Oh, anything. Not even the little white not kid. One. He was trying to help. Not at all. They held him up. They was like, get out of here. You know the dude with all. the chair. It reminded me of uh, El Cabong. You know when, he, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, I was looking for a meme that I used. That, that was a what was it? A high school graduation from 1979. Everybody on there was on. Everybody at that reunion was in Medic on Medicare. They did that was the last. Remember the Gray yes. when uh, this is a movie called The Gray. And uh, he was talking about the last good fight. <laughs> I guess that was yes, it. Yes. All them niggas sore right now. All of them. Yeah. Nobody, everybody missed work the next day. None of them. Only they, one they, person. Yeah, because they were class only of 75, person. I think. Yeah, yeah. The young dude, he didn't miss nothing. Oh, yeah. The young That's dude who swam, He might be the only one. He was cool. <laughs> everybody else is is getting, is right now in ibuprofen ice packs. 
Tell your mama to bring me some of that lemon in it. Yeah, yeah, man, let me tell you something. Let me and Skip, when we looked at it, with the dude that was swimming, Skip said, man, I thought he'd be too tired to fight. Shoot, he came out there water like... That's 16. That's what that'll do for you. <laughs> he jumped out like Aquaman, boy. I was like, whoosh. Like, Took his shoes off and oh, got, oh, to, oh, oh, got oh, to work. <laughs> so why do you think um, there is such a sense of pride regarding that video? 877-242-2426. We are getting to your calls directly. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. The question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, why do you think there was so much pride uh, in the uh, brawl in Montgomery? I, I, re- I will say I will say this. Um and I'm not first off I'm not condoning violence and I'm certainly not laughing at I mean hitting the woman with the chair seemed I mean I noticed it I noticed it and I I I went I can honestly say nothing made me go wow that was too far <laughs> not when they threw people in the water not when they not, nothing once once they started once that hat went up it was already yeah on well the other and, thing and that you we- know what you that should have stayed your ass in yeah. that boat, and you because I because that if I if I memory serves correctly that white woman was swinging on people too. Now she wasn't yeah. just sitting no, around I, I because her sister knocked her down and to, to jump with you know and yeah. kicked her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I think all okay. that was was okay. appropriate. Okay. but I, I yeah. think I think in many ways you doom, know doom, 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 doom. You, <laughs> in many <laughs> ways <laughs> we, there was ample um, I think time sitting there I bet Clint Eastwood ain't talked to that chair God. but I love the fact that even in the midst of that if you listen to the initial some of the initial videos they told them what they were going to do when they got there they kept saying yeah. wait till we get off yeah. this boat they told them yeah. they let them know yeah. we coming yeah. and they, yeah. I guess they didn't believe it yeah 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 I just I didn't see I didn't feel I mean I'm not condoning violence but I didn't see anything that go, oh, oh that's too, uh, nothing I, I can't think of anything nothing hmm. um, we gotta get to your calls it's coming up in about 10 minutes we got the streaming hacker warrior that's coming up in a few more of your calls in 10 minutes is the deal why do you think there was such pride in the brawl in Montgomery why do you think that was we're going through the phones well I think honestly I believe that people are just tired of being victimized man I mean it, it's getting to the hand it's getting out of hand and a lot of stuff that happened is very relatable people can see themselves being in that situation and, you know, black folks are coming to the point where they're just becoming emotional about these issues, man, because uh, it just happens so much, man. Honestly, I, I honestly believe that they got what was, it was karma. They got what was coming to them. I, I don't see nothing wrong. I think that there was so much pride um, concerning the Montgomery situation because of two reasons. The longest time it's been said that black folks don't take up for each other and don't fight for each other, and that's absolutely false. And lately, we have become directors in our own snuff films. We've been taught that as long as you have a camera phone, get it on camera and let the courts decide. Well, that day, it was what they called back in the old days, frontier justice, where it wasn't about it going to the courts. It wasn't about any law deciding. We saw our brother in need, and everybody came to his rescue and aid. And I think that it sent a message to everybody that says that we all need to be on code. And it is possible for us to take up for each other and be our brother's keeper and be our sister's keeper. In the words of Langston Hughes, Negroes, so docile and kind, beware the day that they change their mind. And that day, we changed our mind. And that day, white folks effed around and they found out. It happened down in, we said, what was Alabama, Montgomery? You, you know, like, check out history. A lot of injustice started there. In fact, like, God came upon his child. We had to do that. So I think it's time and time and time over that it's like a united front. Like, we tired of just having to wait on a standby and wait for the police and they come and they give us injustice. We're tired of looking at the, the media, Fox and all these other channels, that they can play up the hype with people with gun violence, but doing something like this important, then they downplay it. It's funny that I've been listening, and then, like, the very ones who was picking fights with this brother, they go to a hospital and they see more of our faces and refuse treatment. The time was right, and, like, of course, the states, you know, where we at, it went, it, it, it spread like wildflower. It was like a protest. It was like Juneteenth Day. It should be a, yeah, put it there. Because, like, how far, how long are we going to keep going on? 
listening to this film that nobody is really standing up for us. And at the end of the day, it's just what it is. It's just us. I think that personally, I think that there's a sense of pride because we stuck together and it was instant, not after the fact. But like the congregation that happened in Ridgeland, South Carolina, when the military guy was harassing the black guy, we showed up in numbers. There was a sense of pride then, but this was instant. It was right then. And I think that we as black people, as a community, we could change the world if only we would stick together and network and be there for each other. Oh, wow. I don't know because that place used to be right down that coastal river, Alabama River, used to be old slave uh, depot. I don't know if, if the movie Children's came out, if that's what it's exciting the paper people, but uh, all because the ship was named Harry. But when you take in all those variables and you add them all together, uh, black folks rose up, Harry Tubman, all of them just rose up and say it's not 1850 or even 1950 anymore. And that brother, the brother that came by land, the brother with Ackerman by sea, I was waiting for somebody to come by here. Thanks for taking my call. I think overall, we as a people, our pride is starting to slowly come back to us. And more, moreover, it's a, a, like a Popeye moment. I've taken roles I can stand, and I can't stand no more. And our people just ain't having it no more. We're slowly gaining our pride back as a people. I want to say that I've never been so proud to be a black American after that weekend. And I think it stems from, it stems from, uh, an entitlement that 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 Caucasians have, especially especially when Trump have one of his rallies, it, it gives them the fuel to feel like they could they, like they invincible and they could just do whatever they want to do. And the second thing that I'm really, I mean, especially proud of is the unity that it brought. Like this is this is, this is the one time that I feel like we came together for good, for bad, whatever. We just came together to help each other out. And another thing, I love when a black woman stand up for these black men. I love it. Because everybody always have this image that, you know, the black woman is angry and this, that, and other. But we will stand up for our black men when we need to. And if that means throwing some punches, you know, getting down and dirty for them, we will do it. Guess what? We're going to get to more of your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Um, the question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, why do you think there was such pride in the brawl in Montgomery? We're getting to the phones. I believe, ultimately, the government has a lot to do with this because they're putting out subliminal messages as if we as a people can be ignored, disrespected, and disregarded. What people need to understand, especially at a time and a generation like this, most of us right now are the babies born right out of the time period of the civil rights movement. And we've been holding our breaths for a long time, not so much trying to appease these people because we're in fear, but more or less trying to hope that that time period is really behind us. They keep pretending that they want some type of uprising. And I've been hearing from several people, on several networks through social media, that they're talking to people from here, there, and everywhere. And these people have decided that we as the people of skin tone, because I don't say black, African-American, or colored when it comes to us. I refer to us as being people of skin tone, that we are besides ourselves and that we're getting out of hand. As Uncle James Brown said, they better not start it. Man, I'm I'm actually with DL. I understand the sense of pride and, and, and where we're coming from, but, man, I think we should do better because, like he was saying, even the George Floyd situation, and I don't think that the police should matter. we got to come back to where we used to be. We was bold, man. Back back in the, in the 60s and, and during the civil rights, we was bold. We was fearless. And we got to stop using the police as a, a turn to not want to butt in. Sometimes we do got to butt in. I think it's important that we butt in. We've been having little kids and little children being beat up by police officers and stuff like that. But yet nobody wants to jump in. And I think, especially as black men, we definitely need to do that. I think that's important that we do that. I'm glad we came together, but I think we need to come together in, in various other ways as well. Okay, I think it's just a perfect example that there is no more Jim Crow in the South anymore. We're not afraid to stand up for ourselves and make sure we stand up for our fellow brothers. And I hope that if this happens to anyone and they're being misused and mistreated like that, that other people will come to their rescue as well. That's why I'm proud of it. Not proud of the violence, proud of the fact that we need to let people know 
in this country. Ain't no way we're going back where somebody can hurt somebody like that and nobody come and help them because we're all Americans. I don't know about everybody else, but I know I was so glad to see them take up for that other guy because that's not something you see very often with black people. More times than not, black people will start out, you know, as a group with, with good intentions, but when things get rough and tough, it's like you're on your own. So I'm glad to hear that other people were happy about it because I was feeling kind of bad thinking, good, good, he got some back up because they were all over that man. Yeah, I, I feel great about what I saw. I'm glad it didn't go any further because I'm from that era. I was born in 1951. And to see how black and white came to help that man, I was so proud. We need more love like that, you know. And I'm, I kind of sound like I'm tearing up. It's, it's just a feeling that it put in me, you know, to show black folk how we need to come together for each other. We need to stop killing each other. You know, where I have white friends, a lot of blacks have white friends. It wasn't a racial thing. It was just a, hu a human dignity thing, and I was proud of it. Oh, man, uh, great question, man. You know, I think that we're really not highlighting what really happened there. What really happened was very, very foul. What I saw was I saw a group of white people jump on one black man in broad daylight and would have gotten away with it if the thing didn't end up the way it did. They probably would have just got back on the boat and, and just sailed on off. Uh, but it was, you know, not saying that you want to see the violence, but some things call for it. And uh, what I saw there, like I have to say it again, it was just truly foul and, and, and just unlawful. And they actually thought that they were just going to do this, we're going to beat your butt down, and we're going to leave. And uh, this time, um, it didn't happen that way. And uh, when the fellow threw up his hat, you know, that should be us now. You know, we should have the black hat, you know, not today. You know, but... Um, I just what I saw was just a disgrace, and I'm looking at what happened to the black guy more than the help that he got. Uh, we're gonna get to the streaming Alivo, the streaming hack warrior that's coming up in ten minutes. This is the DL Hughley show. Now it's time for the stream, the streaming movie review with Alivo, the streaming hack warrior. What's that, Alibo? It is summer. Yes. Oh, it is too hot for most people. It's Africa hot. <laughs> it's so hot, even Africans are going, oh, damn, it's too hot. I'm serious. <laughs> Everyone wants to stay inside in the AC. Of course, it is not too hot for me. I am a warrior. A warrior does not sweat. I wish I could experience it once, but my skin is always a comfortable 65 degrees. I don't miss it at all. This week's movie is a movie you want to miss. I'm serious. The movie is Barbie, starring Margot Dirabi. In this movie, a Barbie doll living in Barbieland is expelled from the world for not being perfect enough, too eccentric, and not fitting the usual Barbie mode. She goes on an adventure in the real world, and by the time she returns to Barbieland to save it, she has gained the realization that perfection comes on the inside, not the outside, and that the key to happiness is belief and oneself. This action in this movie is as stiff as the main character. <laughs> in this day and age, all the Barbies are not represented dear. Yes, there is a white, a black, Asian, and Latin Barbie. But where is the fat Lizzo Barbie? Where is the alopecia bald Barbie? Where is the LGBTQ him her Barbie? What about the clubfoot Barbie? Clubfoot lives matter, DL. Uh-oh. What about Bertoligo Barbie and Peroni King? I'm just saying, this movie is only entertaining to Barbie fans. If you are not a Barbie fan, you will feel like Joe Biden at Jim DeJordan's house for dinner. Not welcome. I give this movie one handbag and a Malibu Barbie 
Dreamhouse Kitchen. And if you add this movie on July the 17th at 16 and 100 hours in 17 and seconds, I will send you my new Warrior Barbie. Just like other Barbies, but Warrior Barbie is anatomically correct. I'm serious. <laughs> this is Elipo, your streaming warrior with the Stream Hacking Movie Review. Stay safe and healthy. Well, some people, of course, are very upset with me and they're letting me know about it on our second F-U-D-L Hughley. Wow, F-U-D-L Hughley, boy. That's coming up in less than Cheers and all. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your, uh, your indictment, uh, update. indictment update. If you're going to be in Martha's Vineyard, I'm going to be this fr- here there this Friday, Saturday to Friday to Saturday at the Hyatt, an evening with D.L. Hughley. It'll be fun for me. And then the next week, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida at the Improv. Um, the thing that did you see Florida has an uptick in leprosy? Yeah. And <laughs> malaria. I also saw they had an uptick of people leaving out of there. <laughs> they do. They do. It's an uptick in malaria and leprosy. DeSantis has turned Florida into a book of the book of revelations. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Andy Backfish. The, the water is so hot, it's like a hot tub. The, there's a, there's an algae growing on it. Sharks. There is sharks. <laughs> There's a leprosy. Leprosy. I haven't heard leprosy since Ben Hur, the movie Ben Hur. I haven't heard no leprosy. Doubt. Jesus cured lepers, and then now Blue Cross can't. I mean, lepers. <laughs> well, they all left the state. There ain't no insurance companies there no more. How the hell you got lepers when you got lotion? I don't even understand that. Now you can. I got to tell you what happened over. So I played Charlotte. Shout out to Charlotte. I had a great time in Charlotte. There was a young man I met who met, who wrote this pen that write that uh, wrote in full senses it was just a dope pen and, and he had the patent in China and I think the US and then there's it was so many dope people and then a young lady who wrote this book that she gave to me I, I posted all that but the thing that was interesting so I land in Charlotte I'm getting off the plane it's you know it's like a five and a five hour flight from LA straight through I get off the plane I'm waiting for Derek to get the bags the driver's nowhere to be seen so I'm on my phone right uh, Jasmine, I might have talked to you. I might have been talking to you about something just before. But we finally find the driver, and Derek and the driver are stuck, uh, struggling with the driver, struggling with the bags. And Derek, and he goes, "Hey, is he with you? How come he can't help with the bags?" And I went, "What? <laughs> what? Why would I pay you to help to help you with it? Because what he did is thought Derek was in charge. He thought I worked for Derek. He said, hey, is he with you? How come he ain't helping with the bags? I'm like, hey, man. And what has always happened traditionally, and I'm not saying this for everybody. I want to be very careful about this. Generally, when I have uh, drivers that are from Eastern Bloc countries or dudes from Africa, they tend to think Derek is in charge and treat me a certain way. Like, I mean, once I was getting in the car in Nashville and the white dude put his hand over the door like is he with you i'm like hey he, I, he i'm he's with me <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute this dude made me so mad and you know what he didn't do at all you know i said you would never talk to a white man like that he said uh, I, just, I just didn't know he never once he he insult he kept insulting me and never once did he apologize hmm. never once did he say oh, i'm sorry i made a mistake like that Man, I was calling him all kind of hotel Rwandas and Amistad. And man, I'm, I'm, man. Yeah. I talked about that dude so bad. I wish, man, it was so After a while, I laughed, but but then it wasn't that funny to me. So coming up to sour. People get really upset with me, so we're going to give them an opportunity to vent with a segment called... If you Plus, we're going to be... And grab those back. Someone's benevolence is the human being of the week on the D.L. Hughley Show. Now, sometimes people get really upset with the things I say, so we're going to give them an opportunity to vent with our segment called F.U.D.L. Hughley. So, won't you please welcome our F.U.D.L. Hughley correspondent, little Niecy James. Hello, this is Niecy James, your F.U.D.L. Hughley correspondent. Today's first comment is in response to a post on D.L. Hughley's Facebook page. Dear Mama 97 says, D.L., I heard you say I was a single person, not a single parent. Just because my sad excuse for a baby daddy occasionally takes his kid to the movies or to get pizza and then drops him home with a hundred bucks saying, give this to your mama. But that sperm donor is never around to help with homework. 
Ordering extra cheese is easy, but where is he when it's time to find the binominal coefficients in Pascal's triangle? F*** you, D.L. Hughley. Our next F.E.T. Hughley comment is from the D.L. Hughley Show website. Queen City writer says, D.L., I heard you say you didn't know why they call Charlotte the Queen City. Let me educate you, D.L. Charlotte is called the Queen City because it was named for King George III of Great Britain's wife, Queen Charlotte of mecklenburg strelitz You'd think you know that, as smart as you pretend to be, but in actuality, you're a dummy. F*** you, D.L. Hughley. Today's last F.U.D. Hughley comment is from Facebook. Perception19 says, D.L., I've been listening to you on the radio for five years. You have such a big voice with big ideas, big jokes, and big activism. You sound like a giant. But when I met you after your comedy show, I saw you in person and you are short. I mean, really short. I mean, you can almost be a midget. You should really stop trying to fool your listeners with your big voice and be honest about your dwarfism. F*** you, D.L. Hughley. Well, that's it for this week. This has been Nisi James, your F.U.D. Hughley correspondent. And until next week, bye. The Hughley Hustle Home Mix is coming up next. Plus, we're going to honor, uh, excuse me, we're going to recognize the good in someone as the human being of the week. And that is up in 20 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Now time for the human being of the week. Jasmine, tell us who's out there been human. Are you kidding? It is Taylor Swift. I told you earlier, we talked about yeah. that $55 million that she gave to every person. You got to hear that every person working <laughs> on the the massive era tours, like all of the the techs and the, the 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 sound guys, the catering people, the dancers, like the riggers. I said riggers because I know you're gonna stop me. Okay, <laughs> the riggers. <laughs> That's why they people got their ass whipped in Montgomery. Watch your mouth. Yeah. But listen, she even gifted her truckers, the people who drive for her own tour, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars each. Like she's that's a lot of money. But of course, yeah. she's worth a lot of money, too. But I think that's super dope that someone of 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 her level and, you know, that she could actually just keep that money for herself. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to give this to my folks. Hmm. So, so, you know, that uh, when she drove by, the truckers all turned their lights off and hung. She started crying. It was I mean, yeah, that's, that's a level of altruism you very rarely see. Yeah. So Taylor Swift is our um is our human being a week of the weekend. We give her the claps. Hopefully she don't get it on the road. Let's hope that don't happen. <laughs> coming up. Coming up, we got uh, What You Need to Know with Sybil Wilkes. That's up in 10 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Now it's time for What You Need to Know with the one and only Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. Tuesday is a special election day in the state of Ohio, and it's primary voting day in the state of Mississippi. The outcome of the Ohio vote could have an immediate effect on abortion rights if Issue 1 passes future ballot initiatives in Ohio, including the initiative on abortion on the ballot this fall. This will require a supermajority of 60% of the vote to pass, instead of the current simple majority of 50%. In Mississippi, the elections in include statewide and county offices, including governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, treasurer, auditor, and county offices, as well as state house and state senate positions. Vice President Kamala Harris recently addressed the positive effect of the Biden administration's economic policies. In July, the unemployment rate for black workers decreased from 6% in June to 5.8%, showing the overall strength and stability of the labor market. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. BM Powered. Thank you, Sybil. Coming up, we work very hard to move our family out of the hood for better opportunities, but there are some drawbacks. We're going to tell you what they are on my top five. That is up in less than 15 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. All right, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your uh, indictment, indictment update. Bitch. Of course, the brawl in Montgomery, that happened. It was a, a very proud moment for a lot of people. But people forget Alabama about six years ago. I remember they voted. Uh, they had a Democratic center and black people in that, turned that uh, election around. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I do. So it, it ain't like Alabama just whipped ass. <laughs> they, they've done some <laughs> things, too. They, 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 they're the ones. Um, they beat Roy Moore Jr. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that dude rode to the horse, uh, rode to the poles on the horse, and people in Alabama, man, Ernestine, go get my 19 pieces yeah, of ID. Like, I'm going today. That's it. <laughs> Only in Alabama would a, a pedophile losing shock everybody. I can't believe the pedophile lost. I can't. Like that. <laughs> Black people can't, saw that uh, Roy Moore Jr. riding on down the street on the horse, and they got out of it. They got, 
<laughs> just like they looked just like they was coming to fight in Montgomery, swimming everywhere, growing up, jumping out of the sky. Yeah, not it's today. True. Not today. Not today. Mm-hmm. If you're yep. gonna ride, so, don't ride the white horse. No, not at all, man. So it, it ain't like they didn't just whipped ass. They were pivotal. They made Doug uh, Jones, who uh, I guess got justice for Maker Everest Killer. Uh, they made him a senator for about 15 minutes in Alabama. So mm. they ain't just whipped ass. You is that Alabama? Is that, is that Alabama that has that uh, mayor of that small town and they won't let him take over? Or is that Mississippi? Oh yeah, is that Alabama? Oh, yeah, that's Alabama. Yeah, that's Alabama. Alabama. Alabama also has uh, the longest constitution in use. In the uh, in the in the world, so it is three hundred and twelve thousand words, and all of them mean no nigga. All of them mean that, that, like most of them mean that. Like all of them are to take things away from people. All of them are to tell you what you can't do. Like mm. primarily, the our constitution itself is eight thousand words, and that's what all the amendments. Alabama, it, Alabama's constitution is three hundred and over three hundred and twelve thousand. I think twelve and three hundred twelve thousand words. And this is from you know a state that doesn't use anyone, but no, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't use that. They're, so they've done some cool things, not just Montgomery. They would they they changed the political fortune for at least a while too. So we got to give them props for that. Coming up, by the way, my top five. A little note from the GED section, and of course, we're going to cover today's top stories with what's trending on the DL Hughley show. We work hard to move our, our families out of the hood for a better opportunity. But there are some drawbacks. Jasmine give us five struggles all suburban black kids know all too well. But like Pedro Figuer for Figuer Figuer Figuer. Mm-hmm. No, he ain't listening. Yeah, I don't know. Well, by no, Pedro from BuzzFeed. Suburban black folks. But, man. Right. Well, number five would be the moment when you learn about slavery in class and you feel like everybody's staring at you. You mean how they had benefits? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, they won't get this feeling in Florida, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number four of the top five struggles all suburban black kids know all too well. People assuming that you're good at any and all sports. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 But I almost feel I'm like I'm going to pick you first. Are. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Number three of the top five struggles all suburban black kids uh, know too well. Uh, people f- feeling free to touch your hair. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> I don't know too many people yeah. this hasn't happened to. Right. Not Number me. Number two. Right. <laughs> Maybe back in the no, day, but yeah, that was also in, in a different way. Well, they do. They touch your hair just in a brush. It is. It's not. Number two of the top five struggles all suburban black kids know all too well. Uh, being the prime suspect of whatever was stolen at a house party. Absolutely. Even if I did it. Even yeah. if I did it. Even if you did it. And the number one of the top five struggles all suburban black kids know too well. Meeting that one friend's parent that you didn't know was racist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get that out of here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> coming up next, of course, I'm going to give you a little note from the GED section. That's coming up in less than 15 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So by now, I'm sure many of you or most of you have been made aware of what happened in Montgomery, uh, Alabama on uh, this weekend uh, where a man doing his job, telling people where they couldn't put their boats was accosted by a bunch of people. Now, I, I got to tell you, the memes were hysterical. The compilations were funny. I think some of the nicknames, I think that uh, there have, I don't know that there's been anything uh, from, from a social media perspective that has been that funny in a very long time. But I also can't recall a time when that many people from all walks of, walks of life, when that many people from all kinds of orientations, all kinds of educations, all kinds of political uh, stripes, different perspectives, all agreed on one thing. And I see a collective pride. There was so much pride everywhere I went. I remember I, I initially was in Charlotte uh, when this had happened. Then I had flown through the airport and I'd come arrived in New York and everywhere I went Every single time I ran across a black person, invariably they would mention this thing. And it wasn't because somebody finally got their comeuppance. It wasn't because, uh, you know, you, you, you got to meet out some level of justice. It was because I believe in my estimation. How many times have we watched someone in social media, on social media or on the news or, uh, you know, in, in other kinds of medias, watch someone get beaten or disrespected or called out of their name and how many times have we said you know what i wish i was there when something like that happened how many times have we uh, get, got to sit idly by where something like that happened and only go man if, if i were there when that happened well apparently a lot of people who felt like that were 
especially to everybody. I mean, there were so many things like the man throwing up his black cap. So apparently now we have an antidote to the MAGA red hat is the black one. Apparently now we don't have to, we can make our own events, not a triathlon, but a try, a try me athlon. The nicknames were hilarious, but there was a, 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 a specific sense of pride that was palpable. It was palpable. There, it was, it was proud. You were proud to watch people be everything that society has told us that we're not. Or they don't stick together. Or they can't swim. Or they turn the other way. This time, on this day, at that very moment, I think black people coalesced, saw something that was wrong, and did something about it. They didn't wait. They didn't see what was going on. They didn't go, well, maybe he bought it on himself. It ain't none of my business. You know, I mind my own. None of that happened. People, uh, when Aletha Adams said, Aletha Adams said, get here if you can, they did. And they came to the aid of someone. And it's interesting how silent the media is about it. It's interesting how, you know, no one's making really. I remember this. I remember uh, uh, a couple of months ago, a young man choked another man to death on the subway train, held him by his neck for 15 minutes till he was dead. And that man was heralded as a hero. That man was uh, singled out by political uh, 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 people, uh, people running for president, governors, police officers, mayors. They said that a man who hold, held another man t uh, uh, by the neck till he was dead for 15 minutes was a good Samaritan. But what I saw the other day, what I saw this weekend um, was all these people coming to the aid of a stranger and putting themselves in harm way just to stop thugs from attacking a man just doing his job. And the narrative is, is abjectly silent. It's, it's no one saying the types of things that they said when we watched a man choke another man to death. I don't think anything is more Good Samaritan-like than coming to the aid of someone you don't know against odds you haven't estimated doing the thing that you know to be right. And they came and they put themselves in harm's way. And for that, we are thankful. And also, I think that they gave black people something that we haven't felt in a very long time, regardless of where we come from, where we believe, who we love, who we worship, how we vote. On this day, I think black people felt something that we haven't gotten a chance to feel collectively as a long for a very long time. And that was a tremendous sense of pride. I only hope we continue to hold on to it. That's a little note from the GED section. Coming up, we got what's trending. That's coming up in about five minutes right here on the D.L. Hugo Show. Jazz man. What man? Let uh, tell these people what's trending. Well, of course, everybody is still talking about this. I don't even know what to call it. This <laughs> this whooping that took place uh, in Montgomery, Alabama. And a yes. lot of a lot of the information now is 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 still funny. You know, all of the, the memes and the fights and the Luther Vandross, a chair is still a chair and, you know, people reenacting what they saw. But a lot of people are now sharing more information regarding about, you know, the fact that Montgomery was a central point, you know, in the history of slavery and segregation and Certainly in lynchings, when right. you think about the number right. of them that took place. The fact that the, right. the boat was called the Harriet too. The fact that that particular right. dock is where a lot of slaves were brought. And and the fact that the invention of the steamboat itself is what allowed a lot of enslavers to ship directly to that center via that same Alabama River right. that that young black man jumped into to help his brethren. Now... I don't know if you know this or not, but you do know uh, Montgomery has its first black mayor, Stephen Reed, of who course, happens to be a course. Q, by the way. I don't yes, know if I, we, we interviewed him on the show. That's right. And so one yes. of the things he was saying was, well, look here, <laughs> we, you know, we, we needed to take care of this and that man deserved his justice. So clearly... Already, it seems like a lot of people, including a lot of white people, are taking the side of not only the dock worker, but also a lot of people who jumped in to assist him. Because, you know, obviously, if you saw the video from beginning to end, we saw how it all started. We also saw that there was about th three, maybe four white men who were jumping on this black man before everybody came. It would look like seven at first. It was, it was like yeah, six it was a or lot. seven. It was a lot. But I think that yeah. and when he first got hit, it was one guy who actually, you know, pushed him and hit him. And then everybody began to come in. <laughs> 
And then when he threw that cap up, I don't know if that I mean, was let me like tell you something. signal. But it was man. so many funny memes, but somebody <laughs> did did Aletha Adams. You can reach me by rail when you can meet you. Oh my God, that made me. <laughs> oh my God, Aletha, Aletha Adams and this dude oh, is swimming man. and running. Man, that made me laugh so hard, man. man. Oh, it was just crazy. Man, and then, of let me you tell you the, something. The portion where the black dudes are coming down the ramp and they take their shirts off and you know they're oh going to fight. <laughs> yep. You know what? I bet them white people thought that was Amistad. And I swear to God, it looked just like it. I'm telling it you. like them <laughs> just broke off that boat and was getting ready. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like Sin Q and all them. I'm, I was like, wow. This let's is... not leave out the sisters because you know some sisters jumped yep. in and was giving it yep. to them too. And nobody was spared. The women, yep. they didn't care. They yep. were getting everybody. So, you know, yep. they are saying that they are in doing further investigation. They're going to be looking at more videos because of course they have, I think, four active warrants that have been uh, initiated. They still, they've made arrests, obviously, and as uh, we talked about already, they've released the names of some of those white individuals that they arrested. But, you know, they're alluding to the fact that they're probably going to make more arrests. Mm. Well, I, I think that um, it wasn't just the violence for me. It, you know, I thought, I, you know, I like to see somebody get their just desserts, especially somebody that is trying to bully somebody, which is exactly what that was. I think that black people feel bad. I mean, feel I think. We've obviously seen a lot of terrible things be meted out. Of, well, we'll talk about this on note from the GED section. I think that um, it wasn't just about the ass whooping um, um, that I think made people rejoice, although it was very funny. But, I, you know, it was, it, was, it was to me about a lot of things. And I think it's one of the first times in a very long time where regardless of where we came from and what we believe or who we worship or who we love or what we just, how we decide to vote, I think that it's one of the first times in recent memory where I think black people were pretty much on one accord. Well, yeah, I think like, black people are tired. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've yeah. seen a yeah. lot via social yeah. media and yeah. a lot of times yeah. we've seen where yeah. white people have, you know, meted out their anger and, and racist biases against us. And I think this one time they was like, not today, not today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also yeah. trending, uh, Neo has stepped in a little bit of controversy, a little bit, but he has doubled down and said, I am not apologizing for my opinion. So he appeared, uh, I guess, on a, a podcast where he talked about, you know, um, he has love for the LGBTQ community and, and, and doesn't care anything about how people you know, want to live their lives. However, you know, he was like, I don't think it's OK to, you know, allow children to make those decisions. And he was like, you know, when people came for him, you know, regarding his trans comments he was like listen i don't apologize for having an opinion on this matter he's like i'm a 43 year old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls and he was like this is my reality and if and if my opinion has offended somebody he was like i apologize for you. why would i let a child make his mind up yep. about anything i can't a child can't go to a movie without my permission right unless you yep. have a certain age a child can't go on a trip without my permission right a child can't see a doctor or have a medical procedure without my permission a child uh if if he if he breaks the law and there is some fiduciary responsibility or some monetary um fine placed upon him who has to pay it so why would i listen to somebody that is in every single way my dependent right. why would i why would i give them you know a say over you know things that they are not mature enough to make decisions about well, I love the fact that he says, I will not be bu bullied into apologizing for having an opinion. And then says, if I get right. canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is you a know, world where I don't cancel. need to be in. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't he cancel. got four boys. I mean, four, I think four or five boys and two girls, five boys and two girls. I'll so, tell you what, you're going to wear these pants to looking forward to get you. This, this, is, this is it for me. You're going to wear these pants so you can get your own. <laughs> so That's you what you own. do. Do whatever you want after you're paying for it yourself. Facts, you ain't going to put, trending. you ain't going to put, you ain't going to put that on my insurance. Right. <laughs> ever having on my insurance. Wait till you get your own. You're right. Yeah, you you you, you go to you can get your own Kaiser or Blue Cross Blue Shield and do what you want to. But as long yeah. as it's on, it's my it's out of my deduction, out of my paycheck. We're gonna have to do it my way. This, of course, is the DL Hughley Show. You never have to miss a minute of DL at the DLHughleyShow.com. All right, that's gonna do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the DL Hughley Show. Your uh, indictment indictment update. It's that's indictment. gonna be coming down any minute now. That's mm -hmm. coming down any minute now. The, the people working from home they got bar bar barricades <laughs> up <laughs> and you know they say that uh, he's gonna get handcuffs if he gets uh if he gets i indicted, hope he does yeah he's gonna get handcuffs and uh, a mugshot this is state this is a state case so 
they say that they ain't gonna change proceedings no matter who it is. Yeah. That would be make my day. Oh, oh my god, make my day. No, no. Hey, get his fingerprints. Oh, and I want the old day. one oh, with the god. ink pad. I don't want the That's new hilarious. ones with the computer stuff. You just, I die. We want the old one. Yes, that yeah. is hilarious. I think they should keep him in jail. To well, he gonna post bail right away, but it's gonna okay. be hilarious. No, the judge um, is off until Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> you said the judge is off until Wednesday. Next week, the judge is on PTO. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Put on his orange jumpsuit there, Pat. Man, if, if he'd have went to jail on Juneteenth, that would have been, oh, so, oh, oh, been so great. Oh, my goodness. No. I can't. I can't. Take All right. Um, it's the D.L. Hughley Show. So uh, remember that if you are in uh, Martha's Vineyard, I'm going to be there this Friday and Saturday. The following week, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida, two Friday to Saturday. Uh, come check me out. Jasmine Sanders, what did you learn today? So I finally got to see this video that everyone had been talking about. And I don't know how I missed it, but I don't know if you guys saw it uh, in Somalia, that sports minister who had to apologize because he allowed, I guess, apparently of uh, uh, one of his relatives to run in this 100 meter race. Did you guys see it? <laughs> and they no. finished like 20. It took them 20 seconds to run it. Now, if you run track, you already know 20 seconds to run 100. It yeah. is hilarious. First of all, she's dressed completely inappropriately. She's running so slow. It's ridiculous. But but the sports minister had to apologize. Turns out it actually was a relative of hers, and she gave them the opportunity to compete in this high-level track race, track meet, which was crazy. Yeah. But, you know, of course, she had to apologize. So, But it's funny. If you haven't seen it, you got to look at it. All right. Uh, was there a wolf in your backyard or something? With yeah, yeah, that was the wolf chasing her, thinking it might make her run faster, but it didn't work. Uh, skip my man Cheatham. What'd you learn today? Hey, just want to say thank you, everybody, man. Everybody sending me texts and calls and everything. Wish me a happy birthday. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Happy birthday to you, Skip. I'm going to take here. dinner. Happy it's birthday. Like Baby, birthday. get greased up. I'm on my way home. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, that, we're gonna we're not going to get in between his man and his grease. We're going to get out the way. <laughs> on the next D.L. Hughley Show, we're going to give a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator, pull that string. We got to go. Dope, dope. It is the D.L. Hughley Show.